comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the general overseer of Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry in Kumasi, Ghana. God has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know God better, live life better, and impact their world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Well, last I started talking to you about the Holy Spirit. So you come with me to John chapter 16 and the verse number 5. John chapter 16, verse number 5. John 16 and verse number 5 to 7. He says, but I'm going away. Let's read it together. One go. But I'm, now I'm going away. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Somebody say, it's best for you. Say, it's best for me that he went away. So he said, it's best for you that I go away. Let's go on. Amen. Amen. Jesus said, if I don't, the advocate will not what? Come. He said, it's best for you that I go away because if I go, somebody else will come. And when that somebody else comes, everything turns around. So he said, it's in your best interest that I go away. Look at the Amplified version where we stayed with Amplified. John 14, 16 to 18. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another comforter. Somebody say another comforter. By this, Jesus was admitting that he was a comforter. But he was also going, and another comforter was going to come. Who is this comforter? The counselor. Somebody say the counselor. The helper. The intercessor. The advocate. The strengthener. The standby, the one who will be with us forever. He says, if I go, I'm going to send someone to you who will be all of this to you. He will be your counselor. He will be your helper. He will be your intercessor. He will be your advocate, strengthener, and your standby. How many of us were blessed by the definitions of those yesterday? Now come to verse number 17. Verse number 17. He said, the spirit of truth, he's still describing him. He said, whom the father, the, whom the world cannot receive, welcome, take to its heart. Because it does not see him, or know him, or recognize him. But you know him. Are you not happy that you know him? Yeah. He said, but you do what? Know him. Somebody say, I know the Holy Spirit. And this teaching is designed to help you know him more. He said, you know him. You know him. Sometimes we know him. In fact, we know him to some extent. 
But he wants us to know him much more. Praise God. The Holy Spirit desires that we know him much more. I believe that is the more reason why this leading has come to me and I'm sharing with you more about him. Because you see, you can't know a person until he's revealed to you. When a person who knows another person can introduce somebody better to you. If you go to the Flagstaff House and you want to meet Mr. President, lawyer Asante Bidia too or so, he knows him. He knows the office of the president. He can easily walk you to the president's office and say, please take your seat. The president will be with you shortly. And you can be sure in a short while the president will be with you. Why? Because he knows him. The Holy Spirit wants us to know him more. He says, you know him. How do you know him? You know him because he made you saved. He convicted you to be saved. And he came to live in your heart when you got saved. So you know him to some measure. But that is some measure. And he wants you to know him on another level. And I pray that as this teaching goes on, you'll come to know him for real. May you come to know him for real. He says, but you know him and recognize him for he lives with you constantly and will be in you. He will live in you constantly and will be in you. Look at verse 18. I like verse 18 because that's the area of emphasis for And I'll move on. I will not leave you as orphans. That's very important. I will not leave you as what? You know how orphans leave? Orphans. Orphans leave at the mercy of others. If God does not touch somebody's heart to pick up an orphan and be nice to the person, the person has no hope in life. Praise God. So you need to understand... This is not any apostle Paul speaking or James speaking or John speaking. This is Jesus speaking himself. Yesterday, I told you about who Jesus was to the disciples. So, when he said, I'm leaving, the Bible said, all of them started crying and wailing. And he said, why is this that you are sad? I told you I'm going and you are sad. And because they felt like orphans. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. That's how they felt. That's what they were sad because they felt like orphans. And he knew it. So he said, I'm not leaving you like orphans. The way you are crying, you are crying as if you are orphans. But I'm not leaving you as orphans. Comfortless, desolate, bereaved, forlorn, helpless. Ah, powerful definitions. The Holy Ghost is given to us so we don't live life as orphans. You know how orphans live? I've already told you. They live at the mercy of others. You won't live at the mercy of no one. I said, you won't live at the mercy of anyone. That means in all areas, you'll be sorted out. In every area of your life, the orphan's needs are dependent on another person. An orphan depends on somebody else to meet his needs. But when you are not an orphan, it means you have everything you can ever desire. That's what the Holy Spirit was given to us for. I will not leave you as orphans. And I like it. I will come back to you. Somebody say, I will come back to you. So, who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is Jesus come back to us. That's the Holy Spirit. That's Jesus come back to us. Coming back in a better form to us. Coming back in a greater dimension to us. That's Jesus come back to us in all his very fullness. I mean, In any day, at any time, and in any day, 
Having the Holy Spirit, Jesus knew and made it clear to his disciples was better for them than they having him. That's what he said. He said, it's better for you that I go away. My being with you is okay. I multiplied bread for you. I made a lot of things happen for you. But my going is in your best interest because when I go, something better, something superior is coming your way. Someone who is better than I am, someone who can do much more for you than I've been able to do is coming your way. That's why he calls him the helper. You shall never be helpless. When you get to know who the Holy Spirit is, you begin to enjoy the dividends of fellowshipping with him. You can never be helpless. You are never helpless. You don't have to act and live and talk like helpless. Am I communicating here? Yeah. You see, when you are conscious of who the Holy Spirit is and your relationship and what he does for you, it, it reflects in the way you talk. It reflects in the way you talk. It reflects in the way you carry yourself. You don't look beggarly. I've never looked beggarly. You don't look beggarly. You don't act beggarly. You don't talk beggarly. You talk with audacity. May you talk with audacity. I will come back to you. I will not leave you helpless. The founder of Buddhism, when he was departing from his people, he told them, he gave them a farewell message. He said, be your own light. That's what he told them. <laughs> he was about departing from his people. He said, be your own light. Socrates, another uh, Greek philosopher, when it was about time for him to also depart from his people, this is what he also said. These are philosophers. He says, one of his disciples mourned that he was leaving them as orphans. And the same Greek word that Jesus used is the same Greek word. Socrates' disciples said that he was leaving them as orphans. Jesus said, I'm not leaving you as orphans. That's one of the things that distinguishes the Christian faith from all other faith. Praise God. The ministry of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Buddha died gone. Muhammad died gone. All these great philosophers are gone. We read of them, but we can't feel them. We can't experience them. Their power is not tangible anymore. But the Holy Spirit makes Jesus real to us. He manifests the power of God even to us. That's, that, that is a unique feature about the Holy Spirit. He said, I'll always be with you. I will not leave you as orphans. And so yesterday I started talking to you about knowing the Holy Spirit. Somebody say, knowing the Holy Spirit. And it all begins with his name. That's the first thing. Begins with his name. And yesterday we were told, among many things, that he's a comforter. Somebody say he's a comforter. Yeah. Comforter means advocate. That's just an introduction. The fact that I mention my name to you does not mean that you know me. No, be so. And listen, as God raises you up, as you become greater and greater and greater, people will act like they know you. Mention your name. That's why sometimes you go to some website and they put a certain name there. Uh, they say, my name is not uh, uh, on this account. Sometimes you see Prophet Kakrabedin, he uses that a lot. Because people can fake it. Knowing the Holy Spirit's name is first. 
But the name becoming a reality is the next level. We know that he is a comforter. Is he really a comforter? When you are hit in a crisis, do you feel the comforting ministry of the Holy Spirit? Are you able to relate with him? When you are in a crisis situation, the way you cry, ma, 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 do you really relate to him as an advocate? That's the reality we are talking about. When you are hemmed in, and you don't know which way to turn, and you feel helpless, do you talk as if you are truly someone without a helper? Look at what the Bible says. He said, he's a helper. You see, that is the difference between those who are getting the most out of the Holy Spirit and those who are not getting. You see, you can be a child of God, born again, and you are still living your life like an orphan. You can. Jesus said, I'm not leaving you as an orphan. And the reason why I'm not going to leave you as an orphan is that I'm going to give you somebody who will treat you in a way that will make you superior to every orphan. And that's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. How do I get to enjoy this evening? That's why yesterday I took time to read those meanings to you. Advocate, take me back. Advocate, stand by, strengthener. You see, you have to remind yourself of these meanings again and again. Sisting, again and again. Advocate the Holy Spirit, who you are to me. That's who you are to me. Comforter, the name that sweet so perfectly. Praise God. You need to come to a place where he becomes that comforter. And you see, you are so conscious of it that he reflects in every issue. So, why you feel disappointed? How do you handle yourself, child of God? Everybody knows that somebody is troubled in the house. Everybody knows. You are re really giving a bad witness of the Holy Spirit. Very bad witness. Because you are making people to know that Charlie, the guy, you know, get help. You know, get help. That's, that's what you are saying. You, you act and you conduct yourself. You talk like you know, get help. But when I see here, amplify please. There are some people, sometimes their confusion will be drawn on their face when you see them. They are so confused. And perplexed with the issues of life that is showing on their face. I thought you had the Holy Spirit as your counselor. You see? <laughs> when you are not able to relate to him like this, you only know him in theory. You don't know him in practice. Yeah. I'm not going to rush this teaching at all because, you see, you have not started living the Christian life until you are in tune with the Holy Spirit. You have not started it. I have not started it. Jesus did not start his life. In fact, after Jesus, every step of the way, he had the Holy Spirit. He was conscious of the Holy Spirit. And if Jesus could become all God wired him to be through the ministry of the Holy Spirit, you cannot do just, that's why he said, without me, you can do nothing. And I believe that significantly without the help of the Holy Spirit, we can do nothing. Much more. How was, Holy Spirit, how was Jesus conceived by the Holy Spirit? You remember? By the Holy Spirit. And the one who was by the Holy, or conceived by the Holy Spirit still had to pray to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Do you remember? The Bible says he fasted in Luke and he returned in the power of the Spirit. Do you know why Jesus was able to do the good things he did? It was not because he was the son of God. 
It was because he was empowered by the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. King James Version. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing good and healing all them that were oppressed of a devil for God was with him. King James, please. God was with him. How God anointed him. That was a secret. That was the secret. Why didn't he fall into temptation? He was empowered by the Holy Ghost. When Peter was tempted, he fell. He fell. But before a small mate, he said, you, you are talking like him. He said, hey, turn the burn your, your mouth. If you say that again, I'll, I'll kill you. No, no. Three times he denied him. Peter, the one who was crying, I'll die with you. But when the Holy Ghost came, he said, I would rather obey God than you. Everything changed about Peter. Everything changed about How come you are born again for so long and you are still timid? You go for interview and they still, it's like, <laughs> you, you are sick before you came. I said, these are, these are, not, these are very serious matters. Very, very serious. Peter was not, you, you have a degree, you have a diploma, you have something. And you are still not confident. Peter had not been to school. But he was so filled with boldness that they saw that he has been with Christ. Why? The Holy Ghost came upon him. When the Holy Ghost takes over your life and you are yielded to him and you know for real, it shows in your everyday activities. This, I believe, is, in fact, this is one of the most important things I'll be teaching you this year. Praise God. And if you are able to, it's a principal course, actually. When you pass this course, you pass every other course. Because everything depends on it. The Bible said in the last days, you remember, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And we are in the last days. It happened on the day of Pentecost. We cleanse people who are fearful. You know why the disciples went into the upper room? It was not just to pray. They were afraid. Full of fear. When the Holy Ghost came, everything was noise abroad. They, were, they started shouting. Why? Because something had changed supernaturally about them. The Holy Ghost changes you. Praise God. Changes you. Changes. Peter, his name actually was Simon was Reed. Reed means something that is easily shaken. And that was his life. He was shaken. Shaking, shaking. Very inconsistent. And some of us, our spiritual life is inconsistent. Today you are up, tomorrow you are down. Tomorrow you are, today you are up, tomorrow you are down. That kind of life, you don't have any sustained spiritual life. It's the Holy Spirit. May the Holy Spirit come upon you afresh. I said, may he become real to you. So please, Meditate. If I don't leave you with, if you don't get anything all through this mantra, just get this. That scripture, put it somewhere. Advocate, counselor, uh, what do you call it? Helper. Stand by and let it form your thinking. What we are thinking, there is something that makes me come into your presence, my helper. I'm all over dancing because that's the consciousness. That's the consciousness. That's the consciousness. There are some songs when I hear them. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even when I'm in the office, I want to finish and come and dance. That's a consciousness. I'm conscious. 
you see, it's not about being filled with the Holy Spirit. It's being conscious of his presence with you. That's another thing. It's one thing to know that you are filled with the Holy Spirit. It's another thing to be conscious of his presence. Sit before an interview panel. Everybody looks like they are this thing, but you are conscious, so full of confidence. Why? The Holy Spirit is with you. Praise God. And you are conscious of the fact that when it matters most, he will bring the right words. The Bible says at the same time, he will give you the right words to speak. Conscious. You know how I picture him? I picture him as sitting in an interview before people and they are asking you questions and you don't know and somebody is behind you whispering into your ears. That's how real the Holy Spirit is. That's how real he is. That's how real he is. So why are you going to face your oral examination and your heart is beating as if it's coming out of you? Why? Why should that be? Just going to mere uh, U.S. embassy and you are, you are, you are prayed hundred times. Ah! When the Holy Spirit lives in the instant, the Bible said, when he came, he filled them with boldness. Boldness. They spoke the word of God with boldness. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of boldness. Boldness. He's given us the spirit of boldness. As for a child of God, I don't, you don't need to have a degree. So by the time you have a degree and you don't have boldness and you are timid and you are always afraid, hey, 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 hey you are a disgrace. I'm telling you. No, no, I'm not here to entertain you. You are, you are, you are actually, you are misrepresenting God. It's like uh, meeting President Kufado's daughter on the street and she's begging. Is it not a disgrace? Please talk to me. Is it not a disgrace? Praise God. Yeah. But by the time you are, you see, you see, you see, you have to know that there's a certain way you carry yourself and you, you deny yourself of the help of God. You see, I don't know how, how <laughs> you win the sympathy of people and you lose the help of God. That's what I want to say. People become, uh, they show you empathy and sympathy and you lose the help of God. One, one of those ways is to talk in a needy way. When you talk like you need this in, uh, you are a beggar on that kind of thing, people are moved to do something for you. But God doesn't want you to talk like that. There are things God can give you that no human being can give you. God can give you great things in one sweep that no human being can give you. And it's all because you are conscious of him. Conscious of him. Conscious of him. Please. I want your consciousness of the Holy Spirit to come alive. Don't just limit him to speaking in tongues. The only time you get, you become conscious of the fact the Holy Spirit is with you is stop wasting the Holy Spirit. Let him be all of this to you. Comforter. 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 Ah, Every time you have to be encouraged. Now people are encouraging you all the time, encouraging you all the time. Listen, that's not how you are supposed to be. You are supposed to be the encourager. Am I communicating here? That's who a Christian, a child of God is. You are encouraged. You are a son of consolation. You don't sit down for people to come and help you. You are looking for who to help. Because you have already been helped by the Holy Ghost. Can somebody give me an amen here? 
You see, the reason why we don't get the best of the Spirit of God is because we don't know Him well. We don't what? We don't know Him well. We don't know Him well. If you are going to get the best from me, you have to know who I am. Maybe somebody came to me and I gave the person one Ghana. And the person told you, oh, the last time I passed my pastor's office, he gave me one Ghana. So you think that I'm a very weak, stingy person. You have gotten a certain mindset about me, which is not a true reflection of who I am. Are you following what I'm saying? It's the same thing. When you got born again, you were prayed for, or you desired the spirit, and then you were filled with the Holy Ghost, and you started speaking in tongues. That's only one measure of knowing the Holy Spirit. It's just the Genesis. It's the kindergarten. Tongue speaking is kindergarten. Kindergarten. That's why if your tongue remains the same, one year, two years, three years, you have to go and renew it. Am I communicating here? Yeah, I'm telling you. Because when a relationship goes deeper, the language becomes deep. Are you following? Yeah, it goes deep. When the relationship between me and you become tight, there are things we, we, we even speak them in quotes. When I say it to understand, everybody else will not understand. That's how the whole relationship with the Holy Spirit is supposed to be. The Holy Spirit. I'm sharing with you fundamental truth about the Holy Spirit. Fundamental. That you should know as a child of God. Truth about the Holy Spirit. You should know. I like this quote about the Holy Spirit. Somebody said, I need Jesus for my eternal life and the Holy Spirit of God for my internal life. Somebody say, my internal life. Fundamental truth about the Holy Spirit. And we'll just start with this first one. He is a person. Somebody say, he's a person. These are truths every child of God must know. You see, as a Christian, one of the things that distinguishes you from all others is knowledge. Somebody say knowledge. knowledge. Yeah, knowledge. The Bible says grow in grace and grow in the knowledge of God. The moment you begin to grow in knowledge, you also grow in grace. You grow in grace. Grace. And grace is what makes you become all that God will ever help you become. Grow in knowledge, grow in grace. Grow in knowledge, grow in grace. Grow in knowledge, grow in grace. Why do you speak in tongues? That's not a question you should fumble at. You should know precisely why you do so. You, you have to be convinced and convicted about why you do it. That's why knowledge is so vital. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? Why do you believe in the Holy Spirit? You have to be able to ascertain. Who is the Holy Spirit? You should be able to answer. The first truth we want to know about the Holy Spirit, we want to establish that he's a person. Somebody say he's a person. Say the Holy Spirit is a person. Say he's a person. The Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is a person. The moment this revelation hits you. Now, let, let me just uh, see it this way. Imagine that you have a human being who said, I will be your helper anytime you need me. Anytime you need me, just call on me. 
How many of us are going to use that helper? You, are, you have a human being who is uh, the best of all lawyers. And he says, or advocate. And he says, anytime there's a challenge, just call me. No bail, no nothing. I'll step in. I'll do your case for you for free. How many of us will never forget such a person? You see? Uh-huh. You see? You see? That, that's why I'm saying that we need to know the Holy Spirit. Because that's who the Holy Spirit is. Somebody gave you his complimentary card from Flagstaff House. When a little crisis hit you, you were trying to reach out to the person. You called her, the line didn't go through. <laughs> and you got disappointed. You got disappointed. Yeah. You see, because you see, you, you can relate to that person much more. The Holy Spirit is realer, if there is a word like that. Realer than that. More real. He's a person. Somebody say he's a person. Now, Jesus was introducing the Holy Spirit and all the words he used to describe him manifested and established the fact that the Holy Spirit is a person. As a person, the Holy Spirit has intelligence. Somebody say intelligence. Say he has intelligence. The Holy Spirit is an intelligent spirit. He knows. The Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, I have not seen nor ear had neither have it entered into the heart of men. The things which God had ordained for us, for prepared for them that love him. But he had revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things. Yea, the deep things of God. The spirit searches all things. Yea, the deep things of God. Verse 11. He said, for one man knows the things of a man. For one man knows the things of a man. Save the spirit of a man which is in him. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man. But the things of God is intelligent. Pastor Francis always say the spirit of God is very intelligent. He said the anointing has intelligence. That's a phrase he like to use for. The anointing has intelligence. And that's true. The Holy Spirit is a very intelligent spirit. So to have him in him and be acting like a fool is actually an insult. For his God. It's an insult. When the Holy Spirit lives in you, it must reflect in your day to day. You see, um, one, of the, one of the greatest disservice charismatic people have done to the Holy Spirit is we have just limited him to one aspect of our lives. We only operate in the Holy Spirit when we are in church. That's when the Holy Spirit has come. When we leave church, nothing, our actions, even the way he dress, the Holy Spirit can have a say on it. Somebody say intelligent. That's a person. He is a person because he has intelligence. Number two, he has a will. The Holy Spirit has a will. Has a will. That's why he's a person. He's a person because he has a will. He has intelligence. He has a will. The Bible said in 1 Corinthians 12 verse 11, but the one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each individually as he wills, as he wills, as he wills. The Holy Spirit has a will. Has a will. Acts chapter 16, verse 6 to 7. He says, now when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. And after they came to Mysia, they tried to go into Bethnia, but the Spirit did not permit them. That's the spirit of God. He has a will. 
And then number three, the Holy Spirit as a person has emotions. Somebody say emotions. emotions. Say emotions. emotions. And finally, uh, most charismatics like to do the emotions. They like the emotions. <laughs> and it's good. As for, you cannot take these three things out of him. He's a person. And I'm going to show you why all of these things are real. He's a person. He has intelligence. So when it comes to intelligence, may you express yourself as such. He has a will and then he has emotions. Emotions. Never wept in the presence of God before. There's a certain flow of the spirit you have not seen. Praise God. Praise God. Never become sober in the presence of God before. Some people, there's all these emotions, they say, this is fake. It's because you don't know who the Holy Spirit is. You don't know. You come to church and there's a certain manifestation. You begin to look at the people with an attitude. It's because you don't know the Holy Spirit. You don't know him. Some of us, when we come for spirit meetings, you come with peck. <laughs> you don't know who you are dealing with. You, you need to understand it so that, because see, the, the Bible says, whatever any man does against, any sin anybody commits will be forgiven. But the one who sins against the Holy Spirit shall not be forgiven. So you need to know him. When something, some manifestations go on in church and you respond with a certain attitude, sometimes you, you, you attract, you provoke the Spirit of God to do certain things against you. So that's why I'm teaching on it so that you, you fully come to understand it. Some of you, certain burdens would have been lifted off you a long time ago if you had yielded yourself. At a time, you needed to yield yourself. But what you were needing, day in day. You don't know the Holy Spirit. You are not saying, come and be crying every time. But there is a certain dimension of the Holy Spirit. You just break down. You can't ask those who have truly been affected. You see that it's not, they didn't do anything. It's not psychological. This is spiritual. Praise God. Look at what the Bible says. Ephesians 4 verse 30. He said, and grieve ye not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed. He can be grieved. Anybody who can be grieved has emotions. Anybody who can be grieved has emotions. The Holy Spirit has emotions. Yes. He produces the emotion of God. It's the Holy Spirit. He said, the, 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 the kingdom of God is not in meat and drink, but righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost. So he's, he produces the emotion of joy. How can you have the Holy Spirit and every time, moody, dear moody, you are contesting with him and competing with him for his name. Please. It's a mockery. You don't, I don't know. The, the Holy Spirit you have is not the original one. Because the one we know, he makes people joyful. Am I communicating here? He makes people joyful. He makes people joyful. Most people. Apostle Paul, in prison. In prison, oh. No, in prison. The man wrote to those, he was in chains in prison. He wrote letters to those who were outside prison. He said, rejoice. Again, I say to you, rejoice. 
So what is he doing in the prison? If he was crying in the prison, can he write to you like that? He was over, super joyful in the prison. You are not in prison, you are in church. <laughs> you are looking all moody. May the spirit of joy envelop your life. I say, may the spirit of joy envelop your life. As for joy, you must carry it with you every time. And when you come to church, it must explode. Why? In this presence is fullness of joy. At the right hand are pleasures evermore. Sometimes you are leading praise. There are some people when you look at their face. You just have to take your eyes off them. Power of their power of. So joyless. Joyless. Why are they joyless? Because of something. But this joy we are talking about is not, de- is not dependent on things. It's internal. It's inherent. It's inherent. It's not based on circumstances. It's based on what the word of God has said. You may be down. You are still celebrating. Why? Because let the weak say, I'm strong. You may be down and out. He made you the head and not the tail. So you can still smile in spite of it. Am I communicating? No, that, that's how you function in the spirit. That's how you function. You are not happy because you are not excited and joyful because you are not down. You are really down. But because of what the word has said, you don't act your situation, you act the word. Am I communicating? That's how a believer functions. That's how you live in a spirit-filled life. Come to church, you are singing and you are quiet, all because all you have is one Ghana. No, 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 no. That's your experience. We are talking about what is written. Let the weak say, I'm strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. When you leave the word and you focus on the word, I'm telling you, your life, you see, the reason why your moods swing is because you are not, you are not word driven, you are situation driven. You are nowhere driven. You are situation driven. No matter the mess Satan creates around me, I will always smile. I will always what? No, 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 no. I will always smile. No matter the mess. Why? Because Satan's mess, all things work together for the good of them that love God and are the called according to his purpose. That one thing I know for sure, that at the end of it all, I'll be, he said, nay, in all these things, in all these mess, I am more than a conqueror. So why should I, if I know that ultimately I'm more than a conqueror, why should I be looking like a victim? Why should I be crying and carrying myself like a victim? Biblical proofs, and I close with this. Biblical proofs of the personality of the Holy Spirit. Personal pronouns are used to describe him. These are proofs. The first proof is that personal pronouns are used to describe him. Somebody say personal pronouns. Say personal pronouns. Personal pronouns are used to describe him. I I said I'm looking at fundamental truths. Things that will make you so convinced and be able to defend why you believe in the Holy Spirit. Why you speak in tongues. And why you are open to the flow of the spirit. Because some of us can be so intellectually sharp that we are spiritually empty. 
And it's very risky. Very, very risky. Because our intelligence is limited. Your human natural intelligence is limited. But the Holy Spirit is all-knowing. So sometimes he just gives you an, a, an edge in, in your heart. And you should be quick enough to pick it. You don't look at circumstances and say, ah, but it looks like all the weather is clear. You are about to board the flood. The Holy Spirit gives you an edge. Ah, today, they say, then you go to Google to check uh, weather forecast. You are sick. Where is Google? What does Google know? <laughs> yeah. What does Google know? The Holy Spirit can, is telling you things that will happen in the next 30 minutes. Google will not capture it. That's why the Holy Spirit keeps you safe all the time. You, you remember the other day, Paul, let me close with this. Paul and a team of guys were traveling. And when they were about to sail, Everywhere was comfortable. The weather was perfect. No storm whatsoever. Everything was clear, clean. But the Spirit of God told Paul, this journey will not be safe. Then he told the pilot and the, the captain of the ship, he said, listen, this is our journey. Let's wait and go later. They said, shut up, you prisoner. What do you know? We've been on this uh, uh, ship for as long as we were, we, we've been human beings. What do you know? Keep your mouth shut. We are going. When they started the journey, not long after, not long after, not long after, some wild wind from nowhere came. Came to this. <laughs> Where you go, I don't have time because that's not even not the focus of my teaching. When you go home, take your Bible, read Acts chapter 27. Wild wind came over. Everybody was about to die. They threw everything on the ship into the sea. And still, they could not control the ship. By the time they ended, the ship was completely destroyed. But for Paul, everybody would have died. And it was all because the Spirit of God spoke to him. When we are dealing with spiritual things, you are using your head. You have a degree. Listen, degrees don't save. Praise God. The world is not natural, so you don't function in a natural way. Do you understand what I'm saying? The Bible says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. In other words, we don't function after the flesh. So, if you don't learn how to function in the spirit, you will always be taken advantage of. I'm telling you. Brothers, if you don't learn to function in the spirit, you have to learn it. Somebody say, learn it. Learn it. Learn it. Learn it. The same way you have learned to become a biologist, you have learned to become a biochemist, you have learned to become an accountant, you have to learn to flow with the Spirit of God. You have to learn. Your sweetest and greatest companion in life is the Holy Spirit. Your greatest helper in life is the Holy Spirit. Whatever any human being can ever do for you, he can do a thousand times more. But your key to getting that out of him is knowing him. Knowing what? Knowing him. Knowing him. Knowing him. Knowing him. Knowing you, Jesus. Knowing you. There is no greater. 
You're my hope. You're the best. You're my joy, my righteousness, and I love you more. No, you, no, you, no, in you, Jesus. No, you, Lord. No. You're my all, you're my all, you're the best, you're my joy, my righteousness, and I love you, Lord. Knowing you, knowing you, knowing you, Jesus, Holy Spirit, You're my joy, my righteousness, and I love you, Lord. I, I, I hope my exhortation has blessed somebody. Please, go, 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 and stay, 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 stay. Meditate, just focus on uh, John 14, 16. Amplify, meditate on it. That's who the Holy Spirit is to you. Begin to appreciate this person. I'm not meeting after here. But this journey will be exciting. How many of you can feel the excitement already? Your life is about to change. I said your whole life is about to change. When you come on this frequency, you don't live like ordinary man. And this year, the remainder of this year, you won't live like an ordinary man. You will function as a spiritual person. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. May the hunger to know the Holy Spirit stay with your spirit. In the name of Jesus. Beginning from today, as you depart from here, and you walk out of this place. May you go with a fresh hunger for the Holy Spirit. May you be restless until you have stayed in fellowship with him. In the mighty name of Jesus. And most importantly, in this season, may the Holy Spirit become so real to you. May he become real to you. May he become real to you. May he become real to you. The same way human beings around you are real to you. It's my prayer. That beginning from tonight, the Holy Spirit will become that real to you. Amen. That you can engage him at every phase. And enjoy the dividends of fellowshipping with him. You are blessed. Pastor Fakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victories. 
success and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of this message and other messages as well as books by Pastor Fuakwa, please call 0540-122-670 or 0204-225-790 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com. Get interactive with Pastor Fuakwa on Facebook and Twitter. You can also visit our website at www.faithhousechapel.com for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our two English services. 6.30 a.m. First service. 8.45 a.m. Second service. And on Wednesdays for our Word Encounter service at 6 o'clock p.m. At our church auditorium on the top floor of Nana Ama Ejakuma Plaza. Opposite the Unity Oil Station. Santasi Roundabout. Kumase, Ghana. God richly bless you. <laughs>